Today, if you sit there, it talks about this is what's important. Get your life in gear. Set your priorities. Get your priorities right here and set what's most important, okay? And so we're going to be talking about three different things, really, about how life is vanity, vanity of vanities, how this world is in our home, we're just passing through, that we've got to live our life for forever and what's most important forever and how do we do that? And then we'll go for that to Colossians. So if you have your Bibles, please open them. If you don't, there should be a pew Bible in front of you. You might want to share on with somebody. We're going to go to Ecclesiasticus. In your pew Bibles, it's 664 in Ecclesiasticus. And we start in chapter 1. It's the way it starts out. Now, this book, of course, could only be written by somebody who had lived it all, who had done it all. And after doing it all, you know, lived everything, had everything, got it all, then he sits there and starts, Vanity of vanities, says Quohella, and all is vanity. You know, you ever see the picture that, uh, it's an old picture, but there's a picture of someone there very beautiful, and then you look at it another way and there's a skull. You ever see that picture? You know, you go like this and it's all nice and it's a skull. Oh, ah, oh, yeah. Well, that's life, huh? We're all just passing through. And what's important in this life is those things which are going to last forever. Not money, not power, not position. You know, sometimes when I'm watching these, um, you know, name it and claim it people for money and power and possession. You know, it's, you're missing the point. Jesus Christ, who is God, came to give away His life. And everyone who is a follower of Him must do the same. That what's important in this life is not me, but thee. is to give away your life for others. Not get a lot of possessions. Not have a lot of money. Not claim that here I got, I claim. God, you know, remember Mother Teresa? Remember her? Yeah. Remember once, I think I told the story that she was... Uh, sitting with all these uh, people. So there was a woman uh, interviewing her. And the woman who was from America and very wealthy and had all this stuff, Mother looked at her, and I mean, the woman looked at her and says, Mother, why do all these people suffer so terribly around me? Why are they dying of starvation? Why them, Mother, and not me? And Mother looked at her and said, Because you're not worthy to suffer as they suffer. I always said, well, I don't want to be worthy then, huh? But Mother knew what was important. Sometimes when we have all this money and all this power and all this position, living for life is here, we don't want to leave here, huh? We like it. You know, and that when it, it really determines how we follow God. You know, as long as God blesses me and everything's going my way, and oh, my life is just a pillow where all things are comfortable and I feel good, then I'll follow Jesus. But as soon as He gives me one of those crosses, I'm out of here. You know, because I trust Him. He's going to take care of me. Well, when Jesus said, no one could be my follower until they do what? Pick up your cross. Deny your very self. And follow in my footsteps. What we preach in Christianity is a cross. St. Paul would say, I will preach of nothing but Christ and Christ what? Crucified. 
To give away your life. That's the core of Christianity. To give it all away for love of God. Now, this past week, I, you know, I'm, I, you never know what your pastor's gonna do. So I went and flew last Friday, or last Thursday, a week ago, to San Diego to do a wedding. I got at the wedding and we're sitting there talking to a guy who I married, I've known since he was 17, and da 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 da, and it was kind of a mess, and he had to leave for Saipan the next day with his beautiful new Japanese wife, and uh, they had a car. And it was a little convertible, Geo Metro, 105,000 miles on it. Huh? And so his father's complaining because he just put $800 into the car, and da 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 da. And so I'm sitting there going back and forth, and I said, okay, I'll give you $1,000 for the car, and I'll drive it home for you. And they jumped up and down, oh, great, Father. And I'm thinking, what did I just say? So I went, and I bought a car, nice little convertible, three, uh, five-speed, three cylinders, huh? And so I start driving. It only has three cylinders, the engine does. It's it real small. It got 40 miles to a gallon. That was pretty good. But anyway, only two-seater, huh? So I start driving in San Diego, and I get up, and then it gets, I have this, you know, the roof down, and it's really nice. And then as soon as I get about an hour out of San Diego, it's 100 degrees, and I'm starting to sweat. And I'm getting a sunburn, and all it was kind of a mess. And then I went, and it took me five days. If anybody's been trying to get a hold of me, you haven't been able to, because I've been on the road for five days. But as I was journeying across country and up and down the mountains of the Rockies and all by myself, it was a very good thing. I got the sense that this is what life is about. It's about being on a journey. Now, we can't take a lot with us because my goal was to get home. Now, I could have sat there and stopped. I was in Las Vegas. I was in Vail, Colorado, and start piling my car up, but it wouldn't hold anything else. You know, and the more, the, the weight limit on my car is 388 pounds. That's pretty close to me by myself, right? So I'm sitting there trying, it's popping up, you know, going up the mountains, it'd go like about 30 miles an hour. But anyway, but I knew that I couldn't be piling a lot of stuff into that car because I wanted to get home. And the same must be with our life. We can't be piling a lot of stuff into our life because we got to get home. And home's in heaven. This world is not our home. It's been said a thousand times. Jesus said it. We gotta believe Him as much as He say we're gonna live forever. We gotta believe Him. He says, this world is not your home. In the world you will have trouble. But be confident because I have overcome the world. Now how do we do that? How do we make this world not our home? Well we gotta go to Paul, huh? And Paul talked to us today in Colossians. And if we go here to Colossians, chapter 3, verse 5, it gives us the remedy on how to not live for this world, but to live for forever. Chapter 3, verse 5, page 1296 for those who have problems here. 1296 in your Bibles. And here it says, put to death the parts of you that are earthly. So the first, what you and I got to do today is think, what about my life is rooted in the world and not rooted in Jesus Christ? 
What do I live for? You know, and again, I, you know, jeez, I just don't get it sometimes with me and with other people. We spend all this time on things that are going to pass away. We put all kinds of energy on things that are going to pass away. But the things that last forever, they get this littlest amount of time. Right? Again, years ago, I was, you remember I told the story, I tell it on retreats, that I'm sitting there going and I'm playing racquetball with a kid, huh? When I was much younger, huh? Before I was ordained, almost 15, 16, 18 years ago. Holy cow. And as we're playing racquetball, huh? We're going back and forth, and he starts, I don't know how to play racquetball, and he beats me once, beats me twice, beats me three times. And then he's gloating. I beat you, I beat you. I said, oh, great. So I go to take a shower, and it's those group showers, right? And as I'm in this group shower, I'm by myself, and I'm almost done, and I'm walking out. Well, this kid, who's now 32 years old, <laughs> comes walking in, and he sits there, and I start going out. And halfway through the shower, though, he looks at me and he says, I spend two hours working out every day on my body. Now, again, this worried me, because we're the only two in the shower, and he tells me about how much time he's spending working out on his body. Huh? I said, think fast, think fast. I says, oh, how much time do you spend working out on your soul, son? He goes, honestly? I said, honestly. He goes, oh, bleh, bleh. but two minutes? I said, oh, two minutes. I said, who are you living for? He said, I go to church on Sunday. I said, I didn't ask that, you pagan. I asked, who are you living for? And he says, well, I, I guess myself. I said, I guess so. I said, let's get this right. You spend two hours working out every day on your body. Ooh. He used to love to talk about the ripples in his stomach, huh? Two hours. Now he has ripples like mine. Big. But anyway, as he sat there and he worked out two hours every day working out in his body. Ooh. I said, if you're lucky, darn lucky, you're going to live to be a hundred. But you're a football player, so you'll probably drop dead about sixty. And when you drop dead, they're going to, they're going to dig a hole sixty foot, six foot deep, right? They're going to throw you in that hole and throw dirt on top of you. And everyone's going to go home and eat potato salad. And you know what? I've been to a lot of funerals, lots of them, too many. And never once did I ever hear, did you ever see the ripples in that guy's stomach? Woo! Nobody could care less. Why? Because they're lunch meat for the worms, a munch, a munch, a munch. <laughs> it's terrible, but they are. And yet, people spend two hours working on every day in your body. <laughs> and yet your soul, or two minutes, if they're lucky. Who are we living for? What do we put our time into? Do we put our time into things that are going to be gone in 20 years or 30 years or 40 years or 50 years? Or do I put my time and energy into my relationship with Jesus Christ, which is forever, in loving each other, which is forever? That's what matters. When you and I are laying on our deathbed, it's going to matter that we loved our Lord Jesus Christ and gave our life to Him and that we loved each other. Period. And if that's period, then every day I gotta think and evaluate my life. Is this the way I'm living my life? Am I living it for my relationship with Christ? Or am I living it for money, for power, for ripples, or whatever? It doesn't, I'm not saying you don't work out. I'm not saying you don't make babies cry. I'm saying that you live for God. Every day. And put Him as your first priority. And put to death anything that gets in the way of your journey towards heaven. And then, a hundred billion years from now, 
200 billion years from now, 100 billion years from now, we'll be alive forever with our Lord Jesus Christ. And as we look back on our life on earth, we're going to say, remember that? Oh, barely. What did we do? Did you actually work out every day for four hours? I did. Woo! Remember that a hundred billion years from now? I don't. Live for forever. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know His love today and forever. Amen.